Hello, guys and girls, and welcome to episode 65 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe. 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on Anchor. If you enjoy this show, then please subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a nice review on iTunes because that will really help us out. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. Welcome to all of those that are joining us live. Hello to you all. And uh, for those that are new to the show, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy belongs in the circus for his virtual reality contortionist skills is, of course, our little blonde friend, Nathy. How you doing, man? You're right. I'm doing I'm doing fine. Yeah, I'm very flexible. You know, I, to- I do backflips all day in VR. <laughs> well, it's good to have in you on VR. the show. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I just made it, by the way. <laughs> but it's yes. it's good to be here uh, with you all. And uh, you like my Christmas, uh, you know? Very festive. Splendid as always. Yeah. For the audio listeners, he's got a, a little sister from Bioshock sporting a, a Santa's hat in the background. <laughs> with like my first Christmas on there. It's kind of, you know? Kind of cute. cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, next up, maybe not so cute. He likes to drive fast and furious and has a pet xenomorph. <laughs> it's Zimtok5. How are you doing, man? Oh, Mike, I'm good. I was guessing. I was like, I was like, isn't it so cute? I was like, feck it. Who's getting that one? Jesus, what a blow at the start of the week. I mean, feck's sake. Uh, anyway. Well, you do look cute, actually. You're wearing a nice little Christmas jumper. Oh. Skyrim Christmas jumper, that yeah, is. I've got well, Skyrim so. all over me right now, but uh, yeah, that's, exactly. you know. It's, actually, honestly, I have in my head, because it came out in November late last year, like Skyrim and Christmas. Do you ever fuse two things together? Like mm. for me, Skyrim and Christmas are just fused together. So it doesn't matter if it's June and I go in, it's like, I feel like that. But I'll tell you what, other, other thing uh, reminds me of Christmas, my recent purchase, which is uh, Zim's top tip for winter. And that's thermal underwear is the best thing ever. <laughs> if you think like only old people can wear that shit, uh, it is amazing. So anyway, that is my it, tip. Definitely like spend- when- a tenor on some thermal underwear before Christmas comes around. It's like we're starting like a new section, like Zim's top tips, thermal underwear. Definitely. See you next week at Zim's top tips. <laughs> next week is going to be, it's going to be water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first sponsor of the show. Yeah. Yeah. To keep you cozy in those cold, cold nights. Imagine, like, like thermal VR covers. <laughs> well, VR covers. we tried some, uh, you know, ones that go hot and cold, right? So it's possible, yeah. I guess. Uh, but anyway, let's uh, introduce the next one of the team, and that is, he's not only the fastest YouTuber alive, he's also the slowest painter and decorator alive. It's <laughs> 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 the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You right? I'm doing more than only painting. You know, I've been doing a lot of painting, as you can probably see in my, my beautiful hands over here. That's but, not uh, painting. Yeah, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah it's other white stuff we know uh yeah that's that's pretty much my life at the moment yeah it's it's a lot of uh painting decorating hanging up lamps and uh you know doing that all that fun stuff i like doing that work like i, I was telling this in earlier as well like you know it's a kind of work where you like see like a lot of results you know mm-hmm. like it, it 
I mean, it's not that intensive to do it, but it's like uh, work that you see so much result if you compare it to like how it was to like how it ends up. So yeah, I, I always like doing a little a little bit of DIY. Like, it's like you're the much. you're like the real life house flipper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I, game, I, I, <laughs> but, but but not that much, like yeah. <laughs> because I I only like touch up. That's all I do. <laughs> Good. No no heavy construction work for me. Okay. Okay. Only well, I'm VR. glad. I, <laughs> only in vr well uh last but my name is lise myself the host of the show mike from virtual reality oasis in today's episode we're going to be talking about the htc vive pro mclaren edition is this new expensive headset bundle in pole position or should it stay in the pits stay tuned to find out uh, we're also going to be talking about minecraft we've got it on pc we've got it on console we've got it on mobile we've got it on rift we've got it on toasters but why isn't it on the oculus go well we talk about how you can change that if Minecraft is your bag. And then finally, we're going to be talking about a possible new alien VR game, because in VR, everyone can hear you scream. And that's exactly what you'll be doing if this new alien game comes to VR. And we're going to be discussing what we want from a new alien game in virtual reality. Uh, but first, let's find out what everyone's been up to and their highlight of the week. And uh, let's kick it over to Zim first to find out what you've been up to, dude. All right, sure. Um, so actually, you uh, did, introduced with the perfect segue because the first thing I tested uh, after last week's show wrapped was I went and finally got back into Alien Isolation and tried the new mother update for the touch controls because I said I would and Unlike some people, uh, I follow through on my word. <laughs> I say I'm going to do it. <clears throat> Mike. You're more committed than me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just pulling your legs. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the unfortunate thing I'd say was um, there there isn't any, there isn't any, uh, you don't have arms in the game. You don't have the ability to kind of reach out with your finger and touch something. What it essentially is, is touch controller support as a broken gamepad separated. Um, now, does that actually add anything? And I would say it actually does, because instead of like, you know, being if you're standing while you're playing Alien Isolation and you get your hands around a controller like this or mouse and keyboard, you know, you're kind of in, you you know, you're touching something and your brain's aware of it. You feel a little bit more isolated if you're standing in your room with your, just your arms out. And I have to say, I had a few moments where I almost jettisoned the controllers out of shock, you know, and so it does give, I'll say 10% of a boost. Um, it wasn't the exciting release that we were hoping for, but it does help. And um, probably the only other thing that I just will mention, um, now I'm not a I'm not a huge Beat Saber player, but I did check out the updates to Beat Saber. And I have to say the addition of the Expert Plus songs, which reminded me very much of Thumper's Plus stages. Holy shit, those are hard. I have not gotten past 20 seconds in a single track. I tried them all. And this is after like, I, I sat down and I just aced like six songs in a row on expert and i'm like that's fine and then i moved to expert plus and it just it just murders you so anyway the, if you're looking for a little bit of extra game, game it's definitely there for you because i remember like trying like easy and easy was like what is this like and then a step to normal was like a little bit more and then a step to hard was like okay that's, that's a bit more again and then expert was like completely insane back then when i tried it but, yeah. yeah i can i, I, I can the, the jump from like hard to expert is almost like the jump from hard to expert on Guitar Hero. I don't know if you, any of you guys were into Guitar Hero, um, but I could, I, I could play, uh, you know, pretty decently on hard, but then jumping to expert was just like mind blown. And it's the same with Beat Saber, but, but expert plus, like you say, is really for the, the hardcore of hardcore players, I think. But they, they, I, the I've thing I really like. Players online as well, like thinking like, you know, how, 
how do you even do this? Getting like those like you know super scores, like you know no fails, yeah. super combos. Dude, I don't even see the blocks anymore. They're just like lines and streaks, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it just ends up being muscle memory. And the other thing that they added, they didn't add like the campaign mode. And I know that stuff's still coming to PC, but getting all the additions and stuff is pretty cool. I won't go into the, into the details of what was added because I know we're talking about it later. But um, I, I have to say the style, the game design side of the levels, um, like if you like, for instance, Angel Voices is one of the tracks and the, the kinds of motions that you're doing. It's not like they took the same track and logic and just kind of copy pasted, then added some additional blocks and made it faster. They actually redevelop, but with the same kind of flow and motions. So you, you, you recognize this is the track and they did a great style shift and upgrade to make it still feel like that's the awesome track that I'm playing. If I'm playing $100 bills, it feels like I'm playing $100 bills, but like it's almost like a remix. And so yeah, I yeah, really yeah. appreciate what they did design-wise for that. They, they did it justice. So I just want to bring up a, a controversial point about Beat Saber, and that is um, the new Sabres, because they've oh changed the Sabres. <laughs> and, 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 and I wonder why, and I wonder Eagle. if there's some... Yeah, legal implications oh. because they're lightsabers, oh. and Disney maybe owns that as like a a brand thing. Yeah. And it's like you can't have lightsabers in your game; you can have light swords, but yeah. not lightsabers. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's very weird that they changed the design completely. Because when I played it on PSVR, I was like, "Oh, these sabers look a bit different." And then I played the update on PC like two days ago, and I was like, "They've updated them as well to the same ones that are on the PSVR version." You know how you know it's legal because they said nothing about the change other than they changed them. And so that's how you know that underlying yeah. there's someone pushing them to do it and they really didn't want to do it, but they have to. Yeah. And that also explains like, so they, they pushed it in PSVR and now they're like, oh, we're just going to, we're just going to do that yeah. same update on PC for consistency. Yeah. I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments. If you've got any ideas around this or you think we're right or we think you think we're wrong. Uh, either way, we'd love to know. Um, but let's kick it over to Nathy then and find out what you've been playing this week then, mate. Well, I, I wanna I wanna actually highlight something we played last week. We together <laughs> uh, uh, we, we played a game called uh, uh, Fitted. It's a uh, hole in the wall simulation, oh, basically. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if you remember this this game show, but you know there was like there, there was like a game show where there were walls coming towards you with shapes in them, and you had to you know take the same pose, and you know if you made it successfully, you would go to the next one, and if you didn't, you fell through the floor or something into into the water as far as I'm yeah. swimming pool. Um, so there is a VR version of that. And um, uh, the cool thing about this title is that you can use Vive trackers to also track your uh, feet. Oh. So you can actually jump through shapes as well. So <laughs> so I, I had this like on my list to play together with Mike. I was like, this is a great party game. So I can see him struggle uh, through these uh, shapes and the other way around. So that's what we did. Yeah. And um, I uploaded a video yesterday on the on the channel and it's it's so funny. It's, it's it so funny. I, this game, like I can tell you guys, this was one of the most uh, broken games I've ever played. <laughs> and it's and it's also one of the funniest ones. Because, yep. you know, you, you're tryharding so much that in the end, you know, sometimes your trackers are like going all over the place because they're strapped to your, you know, feet. But after a while, they start moving or you're laying on the floor and the trackers are never like nowhere to be seen. Like there were cases where Mike tried to jump through a shape, but the trackers were like hidden. <laughs> so it just he went through the floor and then he made it and he <laughs> like he actually got some points. I was like, the heck's going on? So, I mean... 
yeah, I don't know. This this game, this game is so freaking broken <laughs> and so yeah. freaking funny at the same time. Uh, and and uh, the cool thing is you can also play without trackers. Uh, then you just have a floating body, so you only need to well, pretty much use your hands and your your head to go through stuff. Mm. Um, but yes, it's it's weird that at the end of the year, I'm still playing something that is kind of bad but cool, and I'm like, yeah. mm, this this could actually be in my let's say top 15 of VR stuff. I'm not joking. Like it was, I had so much fun. And usually when I play a game and I finish it and I'm like, Hmm, this was cool, but this was like satisfying in a way where it's like, wow, this is, yeah. this is, this is why I, I would play this in VR and not something else. We, we laughed so much filming that, that, that gameplay together. But the thing was like what, what we explained in the video, what you didn't see was the two hours prior to that oh, of actually yeah. setting it up because <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever played with Vive trackers before, but it was the first time for me getting my hands on them no. and pairing them and getting them set up and calibrated. And then it, like Nathan said, the game was kind of broken and bugged. Yeah. So it took us about two hours to get it set up, but in the end it was worth all the hassle, but it's just one of those games <laughs> that you can't really recommend to anyone because it's such no. a pain. Um, but it was one of the and you need funniest. trackers. Like, yeah. How many games are there now you need actually the trackers for? I think the only other one that I know that supports them is that Island 359 game yeah. where you can actually kick yeah. a dinosaur in the face. And, and, and <laughs> VR chat as well. I mean, there are a few oh, yeah, online chat, yeah. uh, and also uh, alt space. So all those online uh, experiences do support it. Um, but uh, there was one moment where, uh, like, that, that, that was the main issue we had where the Vive trackers were or turning themselves off. Mm-hmm. Or they were switching between your actual like Vive controllers. So there was one moment where I was holding my own feet in my hand, and my 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 like uh, uh, virtual hand was my like. So it switched basically. Yeah. And then I had to calibrate, so I had to like put my feet up in the air, real high, to point towards that menu in the sky, and I just couldn't reach it. Are the trackers actually? Um, I got two questions about the trackers because I've never touched them. Um, they looked relatively large, but are they still developer only, or are they off-the-shelf consumer things now? No, no, I don't think so. They're like mainly for developers. Okay, and the second yeah. one, just logistically, like, how do you? Is there a a, a, like a belt loop on the back of them. How do you attach yeah, yeah, them so, to things? Um, I like it's got, they, it's got they like s- a camera mount, like a camera yes. a tripod, uh, the three quarter sc- screw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think you get that with the packs if you buy them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm they use two sure. Bluetooth USBs as well. I'm pretty sure you can buy them. Uh, I don't think yeah, you, you can. Have- yeah, yeah. They are on the store. Yeah. You don't but have don't to be a developer, like but I think they mainly are for developers, yeah. really, because there is so many. There's so few games that actually utilize. I, I even yeah. I even have some official um, like um, props that you can use. I have like a, a tennis racket. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also have this and the gun. gun. Yeah, the gun. Yeah. And, yeah, and there's yeah, another see. thing. So there are some things out there that you can use with it. Also, those you know haptic guns that you can buy. Yep. They sometimes yeah. also use that in combination with trackers. You see a lot of companies using them for you know tracking their. Uh, haptic gloves um, so you see them a lot on on the show floor as well so developers hmm. definitely developers are using it uh, a lot to get it would, it would be tracked. nice to see like five make them like you know 3d printable or something that you could just like attach like a like a controller or like something to it because i mean the, the tennis record is still i think the one that i find the most fun because it's the the most out of the blue one, you know, you don't expect yeah. to like have a tennis racket. Also, I would not recommend to like be playing with a tennis racket in your freaking room, like you know, smashing <laughs> everything around you. But yeah. uh, it's because it's for the isn't it for the racket MX game? 
I think I think, I think so. it's Wrecked the Knicks. That is uh, such a good game. If you like racket sports, I think it is the best VR game. I mean, yeah. it's just they they really got it. The performance and racket hits. Oh try that with the racket. You know, that that's really – and you did. I have strapped – early in early in 2015, <laughs> I strapped a, a full-size racket because I'm a, I'm a tennis player to a Vive Whoa. controller in my room. And, um, <laughs> well, I, I – Actually, what happened was I'm swinging this thing around, right? And then, and then Chad or whatever said, "Oh, you know, that's a bit dangerous." And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going to bust a monitor. I should take this off." Then I got confident, overconfident, <laughs> and I'm doing serves in selfie tennis, right? Got a little video of this, and I blow apart my exposed light ahead of me, which I then later wow. find is is made of the stuff that is carcinogenic, and there were literally pieces all over my room. Like you see that foam behind me, there were pieces of glass in there on the top. Like I had to live vacuum the place and then air it out the day after. Cause otherwise that stuff can actually give you like lead poisoning. <laughs> so <laughs> not a good idea. No, I didn't know you were no. that player. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so am I. So, but oh, we were tennis, tennis pros. Right? We, we, like, we need like a tennis oh, face off. Who else is a tennis player here? No. <laughs> Although, oh, Although we we played on the quest that tennis game uh, OC five <laughs> yeah that, that's uh, that was, that was, that was like an arcade uh, that was pretty was well done like I liked it I so, mean so, so it will be Jason Rubin that decides who's the tennis <laughs> yeah. player of all of us like, part of that game I did not like the feckin' fruit and golf balls or whatever that just all of a sudden appeared like they had a solid tennis was, game on the quest yeah. and then they had this mastermind Jason Rubin I, that I comes think, I think you can turn it off like it must be. You must be uh, it's, it's like so. boats or something. Uh, for the people that don't know, this is like an arcadey version of the Wii tennis game, but then with different like you know types of uh, balls and stuff like that. It's, it's funny yeah. that when I interviewed, uh, like I did an interview with Mike together about Oculus Connect, I was so confused that the first thing I said, like, uh, "How did you like the soccer game?" <laughs> oh no, wait, <laughs> it's a tennis one, right? <laughs> or a rugby? Yeah. I don't know. It's... That's the problem. It's got. Soccer balls in it, rugby balls, all sorts of other bits and pieces in it. So, yeah. yeah, it's very strange. Power up stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So let's um, find out what uh, Rowdy's been up to, other than house flipping and painting. Yeah, I've been, I've been mainly house flipping, but I've played one more game, uh, and that was uh, Crete. Uh, I've played uh, some mm. more Crete, uh, doing some more boxing. Uh, I finally got to the part where there was like you need to find like a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah. Out of the blue, like all of a sudden, you're fighting like like some some kind of dude who's just standing outside the gym, and he's been like the toughest that I've faced so far <laughs> because all the professional boxes were like no problem, you know, like uh, you knock them out, no problem, and then uh, uh, you, you get like you run into some dude outside. And the first thing I did was like I went for the balls because you know there was no referee there, so I went for the balls, like uh, took him out, but he knocked me out while I was hitting the ball. So, I mean, <laughs> not very realistic, that game. And then uh, all of a sudden, I did knock him out. And then all of a sudden, I heard um, a referee calling, five, six, seven. <laughs> I was like, where is this dude? Like, that was like a, a bit of a weird moment. So, yeah, that, that's yeah. the game that I actually only played the, this <laughs> But, yeah. but did you experience that? That's what I had with Creed. So I was like fighting the first few. They were super easy. Then the last two, three are, you know, pretty challenging. But this this guy outside of this club, this guard, 
Like, <laughs> like you, you go a fight against professionals, and then suddenly this guard is like one of the hardest people to yeah, fight. It's against. insane. Like, because, and he's like way bigger as well. Because I was like yeah. fighting him, and I had to like hit his face like way up. Because you can see it yeah. in the video, the only part yeah. you see is like, you know, the bottom of his face. And I'm like constantly like, come on, like, why would he, why would he go down? And I went for the balls again, yeah. I went for the face, but the yeah. balls weren't that effective. So. To, yeah. to make it more realistic, instead of like having a referee doing the countdown, it should be like just a, a drunk guy with a bag of chips. Make it more realistic. Imagine if you hit him in the balls and then you see that, that you know, uh, um, slow-mo, you also get in uh, Sniper Elite where you're like, you can <laughs> see the impact, <laughs> you know? Explode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next level. Yeah. Next level. I still find the training part the most fun of the entire game. Oh though. yeah, for sure. Yeah. With, it's with so Alba, funny to do that so stuff. Have um, they uh, added the new um, fighters now? That the new movies. Yeah. I, I don't think I've got to them yet because I think they're like the the next ones that come after this yeah. because they're the yeah. ones from the from the actual movie, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. And I think it's yeah. like, because um, like Dolph Lundgren's in the new movie again with Sly Stallone and it's Dolph Lundgren's son, like obviously it's not Dolph, but his son in from the original movie, if you know uh, what I mean. It's like come back and fight Adonis. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks really, really cool. And I was a big fan of the original Creed. And I think Michael J, Michael B. Jordan uh, does a fantastic job of, uh, of the character. So yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out the sequel. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of what I played this week, I wanted to talk about uh, Virtual Desktop on Oculus Go, actually, because uh, a few episodes ago when I wasn't here, uh, I listened to the show afterwards and uh, I listened to Zim talking about his experience with Virtual Desktop on the Go from OC5. And it's, it's funny because we never talked about it and I never actually met the developer of it at the at the show, but I was listening to you talking about it. And when you said that you were able to remote into his PC that was like miles and miles away at his home, uh, I was like, I never knew that that was a feature of virtual desktop for the Go. So when it launched, I got early access to it because uh, it launched this Thursday, but I think I got early access on Tuesday. Yeah. So I got to check it out. And uh, yeah, exactly. If you're not familiar with virtual desktop on Go, you can basically remotely access your PC from anywhere. So, you know, that, that could mean that if you're in the same house, you want to just play your desktop PC games in bed, you can do that. Or, you know, if you're on the other side of the world and you want to access your email from your PC or something, you can do that as well. And uh, I just never knew that there was a function. So as long as you've got a decent internet connection, ideally like a five gigahertz Wi-Fi connection, you can do it from anywhere, which is really yeah. cool. Um, so I got to test it out. I tested it out playing some games like uh, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which is one of my favorite games to play outside of VR right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so I played a bit of that. Uh, and the, the latency was pretty decent. Even though I was using a 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi connection, the latency was still good enough to play. And that's with the Xbox One S controller connected to the Go and that, that signal is being sent over the internet and back to my PC. So really, for that to happen and the latency still be so low is pretty, pretty uh, good technology. When you say like low latency, do you have any idea? Like did, did they did you mention any like kind of numbers? Like what kind of latency is working with at the moment? Or well, basically, I could play uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, well, you know, I didn't have any issues playing it. Uh, I did try it with Forza Horizon 4 because I'm also playing that at the moment as well. But um, that that was way too fast, I think, especially for my 2.4 gigahertz connection. If I was on a 5 gigahertz, I think it would have been fine. Um, but I just, I just don't have a 5 gigahertz connection uh, in my office. Um, but, you know, even for just 
basic mundane day-to-day tasks, it's more than capable of doing that. And the Go controller actually navigating around your desktop works so surprisingly well. You know, you use it as a a mouse, essentially, as a pointer, and it's just very easy to navigate and use. And the thing is, there are other solutions out there uh, that are free, but you really have to mess around with sideloading these applications using ADB and other bits and pieces. so this is a, it's a paid for app. I think it's seven ninety nine in British pounds, uh, twelve dollars. I think uh, ten to twelve dollars. Um, but I also put it toe to toe with Big Screen as well because Big Screen I would say is his probably biggest competitor, and they're both very similar apps when it comes to the the Rift version. But the Go versions are very different. Uh, the Big Screen is still the best application for meeting up with friends and watching content together. Yeah. Although with Go, obviously you can't host a room; you just have to join a room that a friend with a Rift has hosted or a Vive has hosted. Uh, but with Virtual Desktop, it seems way more powerful on the Go uh, than the Big Screen version on the Go. Uh, because big screen, you can't really control your desktop as well. You have to be physically seated at your desktop for it to control it. So, and that quality parameter, like the difference between using, and I've been a, I've been using virtual desktop since it was out. I don't know three, four years ago. Like using it on a Rift is nice, but using it on the Go is actually better, especially with this with this linkage. So, if you yeah. were like thinking which one am I going to buy, and you have a Go and you have a PC VR headset, you might actually be thinking to yourself. I'll go with PC VR because that'll probably be higher quality. I actually find the Go experience better because yep. of the fact that you can, and it's kind of like open open wide. I mean, the thing that I haven't tried, Mike, and I'm glad to hear your feedback on it, is the Bluetooth pairing with the gamepad. Because mm. to be honest, I find the utilization of the gamepad with the Go games to be really reduced. Like generally speaking, the Go controller is best for Go games. Mm-hmm. I find across the platform, and there aren't that many games that support natively. But this whole kind of pass through of I'm going to play from my desktop on the Go screen, sitting on my couch, you know, on the other side of my house across five gig Wi-Fi, and it works so flawlessly. The quality of the videos and the desktop is just that notch better than on Rift, and it makes the game change actually for me. It's just like a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. So. I would totally agree. I would totally agree. There are some caveats just to worth noting, and that is that it's PC only right now. So if you've got a Mac, that's not going to work right now. Uh, 3D uh, SBS movies aren't supported just yet, but it's high priority on the roadmap for the developers. And also, if you've got a second uh, monitor, you can't access that right now either. Um, but these are all things that are in the roadmap for the future. Uh, but yeah, if, if you really want to access your uh, your PC remotely, like Zim said, the Go is definitely the best way to do it with virtual desktops. So. Single so dev. I mean, good on Guy for what he's, he's achieved. It's It feels so polished, like, for what he's, he's actually released. Yeah. So the, the, the ease of setup, mm-hmm. the ease of access, and the UI, top-notch, absolutely. Yeah. Well worth checking out. Um, so let's jump into some quick news then. And I just want to start off with Star VR, because we talked about this uh, at the end of last week's show, and there were some uh, comments in the video chat afterwards uh, correcting me, because I made a slight mistake on some of the information that I provided. So I just want to clarify that now. So uh, I said that the headset, the Star VR One, uh, features Toby eye tracking, uh, which is used for auto IPD adjustment, and that is right. Um, but for clarification, the headset does also support dynamic foveated rendering. So it's not necessarily enabled now, but the the the, the, the system they've got implemented supports it. So uh, it does work. work. The software uh, to be there, basically. Exactly. Uh, but it, it is capable of, of, of delivering that. Um, and basically, if you're not familiar with what uh, dynamic foveate, foveated rendering is, it basically means that the eye tracking can work out exactly where your pupils are looking on the display. 
And that part of the display is rendered at the highest possible quality. And then everything else in your peripheral vision and around it will be rendered at a lower quality. But the thing is, the eye tracking works so quickly with your eyes that you will never notice Mm. that degradation in quality around you. But the great thing is it gives you performance headroom and allows you to use a headset like this on lower end graphics cards. Although saying that, the bare minimum is still a GTX 1080. Um, but that's that's what it, what it is, essentially. But it's also worth noting that the uh, the company state that the headset does support dual input VR SLI mode for one graphics card per eye, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is pretty next, next level. And also, I just wanted to clarify some points on the Star VR1 XT because... Um, they're essentially the same headset in terms of specs, but the XT has uh, built-in optical markers, so it can be used with other mm. tracking solutions other than the Steam VR Lighthouse system. So you've got the Star VR One, which is Steam VR uh, sort of ecosystem, and then you've got the XT, which is basically for enterprise and business for their own standalone tracking systems for like military applications or you know uh, big car manufacturers, for example. Yeah. Um, but also while we're on the subject of Star VR, we did have some news about uh, the headset this week, and that is that they're facing threat of closure or sale right now. Um, now, Star VR is majority owned by Acer and one third being owned by uh, Starbreeze. Uh, they're actually a game development studio uh, in the past. Um, but Star VR uh, was recently uh, delisted from the Taiwan uh, stock exchange after only six months of trading on there. And unlike, obviously, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive, Star VR really focused on enterprise applications, business, mm. VR arcades. That was their kind of main business model. However, just recently, big clients like IMAX have started to scale back their operations. And we've seen that recently here in the UK as well as one of their VR centers, uh, particularly one in Manchester at the Trafford mm. Center, has just closed down. Um, and, and they're obviously taking a financial hit because of this scaling back. So Starbreeze said that they would decide at the end of December whether Star VR will cease to be a public company or not, but they will try and retain the intellectual property rights of the Star VR one headset. Uh, their partner, Acer, they said they're looking to potentially sell uh, the, the the company to a Japanese or Chinese uh, investor. Uh, but it's unlikely due to all this, like, don't worry, I don't think the Star VR one is going anywhere. It's just maybe that another company will own it as a product and oh, yeah, sell it. Yeah. Could be a good thing behind the scene. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It would be really interesting if someone like HTC and o- or Oculus decided to just buy this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Star VR one as 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 a as a technology, or maybe well, take mean, it off the HTC market for competition. Has, HTC has shown interest into like making like mm. a business edition and like making something maybe more arcade related. So who mm. you knows? You know, it's more than that. They got the cash to front right now. You know, I mean, that's the thing. But it's interesting after so so soon after you know their IPO that they would be turned around and in trouble. It, says a lot about the foundation underlying it so but i think you're right mike if the tide's pulling out that can catch anybody off guard any small company even if you've just publicly Mm. listed Mm. it's a shame because like you know in terms of like headsets right now it's like the the mecca of headsets you know it's the big daddy it's the one that everyone aspires to be like so uh it's going to be kind of interesting technology is not going anywhere it's like you said like you know if, if they don't do it then there will probably be another company that reaps the benefits of it yeah, of course. But, you know, Acer is a big company. I'm sure they spent a lot of time yeah. developing these lenses and, and everything else, the technology behind it. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled. Once we know more, we'll obviously report back on the show. So I uh, just thought I'd keep you updated on that one. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about some PSVR bundles. 
Now, once again, PlayStation just confirm they know what they're doing when it comes to marketing and giving the consumer exactly what they want. And we've got some really cool bundles announced for PSVR. Uh, some bundles seem to be exclusive to different markets. So uh, if you're in the market for a PSVR, make sure you keep your ears peeled back for this one. Um, so the first bundle I want to talk about is uh, the platforming bundle, I like to call it. And this features the latest PSVR headset, uh, the PlayStation camera, and digital codes for Moss and Astrobot, two fantastic platformers. And uh, that's available for 300 bucks, and that's going to be US only, I believe. I don't think that bundles over here in Europe or in the UK. Um, if you're interested to know about the PSVR, um, about which model's which, you'll know it's the latest PSVR from the little triangle weird indents on the side of the headset and that's for basically the built-in earbuds to place them in there uh. while you're not using them uh, but some advantages over the new psvr over the old one is that it's got these built-in earbuds that are a little bit more tucked away so they're not dangling around uh -huh. uh, you also have um uh, a better control box uh which isn't hanging by your your knees uh, anymore I and uh, also I, you have, so, have it, it makes such a difference i i have literally yeah. considered buying uh, you know a newer version of the psvr just for that because that that design like that giant rectangle <laughs> hanging off if you're buying a used psvr just be aware that you might get that yeah 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 so it's worth noting you know you just keep an eye out for that little triangle on the side of it and you'll know that that's the newer model if you're in the market for a, a psvr but the other bundles i just want to talk about are the psvr mega pack now again this features the latest psvr playstation controller and digital codes for get this this is awesome skyrim playstation vr worlds Astrobot, Doom VFR, and Wipeout. <laughs> this is coming out in two days' time on the 3rd of December, and this seems to be exclusive to the UK right now. So if you're in the US, sorry, uh, but this is just coming to the UK and Europe, and it's going to be £300. Like, for that many games? Incredible. Yeah. It's worth Watch noting... Came in there. I mean, like, what a bundle! What a bundle! The only thing that yeah. they could have probably sweetened it was like if they put Beat Saber in it or something. But um, yeah. you know, yeah. as a starter pack, the only thing in that set that I, I don't really like is um, uh, what's that one that was the launch title, Mike? You said it just uh, PlayStation VR Worlds. Yeah, that's the only yeah. one that I think is you know quality wise below the others. But uh, what a bundle! But it's a great introduction, though. Oh, amazing. But the, the only issue with this pack is that it doesn't feature the move controllers. So you will have to buy them separately. And I think they're about 80 to 90 pounds here in the UK. Yeah. Uh, but I did find a couple recently at my local uh, sort of game store and they were secondhand. And it was 40 quid for two of them, yeah. but they were the micro USB Those versions. Those ones I've got. Uh, no, not the micro, the mini USB yeah. version, sorry. Exactly, yeah. 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 So, it, so I wanted some advice from you guys. Do you think it's worth me getting those or getting the micro usb for the price moves. difference yes just get the older ones the second hand ones yeah I there's no difference in the button configuration and performance or anything like that it's literally just the connector yeah. it depends on how much of your home is is the newer connector because then it might ah. piss you off but ah. honestly the, cables the, everywhere anyway the way the way it works for me them. mike is 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 those two end up sitting on my ps4 pro cabled to the two usb ports at the front just charging well, it's right. on kind of download mode or whatever, rest mode. And yeah. so there's no real reason to, for you to go after the newer ones. So it's it's a it's a good price for half. I think okay. that people in the chat are also like discussing like, you know, how many PSVRs are there now already sold? Do you guys have any ideas how many? It, well, we know we know for a fact that it's the top selling headset uh, right now. Uh, I looked it up just now. Like if, if you would have to do an estimation, like how many 
Uh, I think it's over two million now, isn't it? Two million? I think they passed two million. I think it's like like three million. Zim? Well, do I have to guess? Yeah. Two point three. Two point three. Well, they hit three million in August already, according to a source. So they're 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 on their way to the four million already. I should have known that because we we met, we probably talked about it on the show with numbers, yeah. but I've got a memory like a fish, and that's why I have to write everything I think, down. I think Sony is the only one of all these uh, you know consumer VR companies that really target uh, uh, their audiences with different bundles in different zones. Where hmm. you know in America they might have a different interest because the launch titles uh, came out at a different date well in europe and the uk there so it's 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 amazing it's amazing that everyone also gets their own kind of thing where i sometimes feel like outside of sony uh when you are in europe it's usually no deal for us it's like Mm. us only and it's like okay yeah here we go again and and sony is like you know they are everywhere so it's amazing and i'm not sure if you were going to mention another bundle i was another one um, yes, I was. Yeah, surprise us because, I mean, Zim was already, you know. Yes. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here it comes. So the best bundle and the coolest bundle, in my opinion, I uh, saved it for last, and that is Beat Saber and Borderlands 2 bundle. Uh, I think this is going to be coming out in North America first, and that's going to be launching on the 14th of December, uh, and that's going to be for $350, and that does feature the Move controllers. So you get uh, the new PSVR, the PlayStation camera, Move controllers, Beat Saber, and Borderlands 2. That's an epic bundle right there. Um, so that's going to be very interesting. So you've got those three bundles, two of which I think are US, one is UK. But if you're in the market for a PSVR, you've got some great bundles there to pick up. Yeah, uh, but whilst we're on the subject very briefly on Borderlands 2, some beady-eyed people from the VR community spotted a very small print in some recent marketing material that highlighted that Borderlands 2 will be exclusive to PSVR for five months. So that would suggest that it's coming to PC VR. um, And, you know, it's going to be five months from around the 15th of December. So mark that in your diaries. This is the the first time I see a PSVR game that is an exclusive that actually, you know, I think because Gearbox is so big that they're like, you know, listen, we just want to tell everyone else that, you know, because sometimes it kind of damages you a little bit where it's like, ah, it's exclusive and for how long and we hate it. And now it's like, now it's not that bad because you know it's like oh okay let's wait for like four or five months and we're okay um, mm. so I think that's that's nice it's the first time I see that with like the first time I was like oh when is it coming I was with Batman I was like well, when is this coming to PC and then we had yeah. to wait for like I think a year or even longer so I, I'm not complaining like five months yeah uh, I'm happy with that fine. yeah and the thing yeah. is as well like what I'm really hoping for is that the PC VR PC VR version has co-op support because we know that oh. the the PSVR version doesn't have that. And we've known historically, especially with yeah. games like Electronauts, you know, the PlayStation version didn't have co-op support, but the PC no. version did. Yeah. So that'd be very interesting to see if that comes to uh, to PC. They're just exciting mm-hmm. bundles, though. I mean, I think about anyone, like if I was 16 years old right now, yes. like, any of those bundles going on, you know, the, the wish list for Santa Claus is like, that's pretty freaking cool to get, yeah. to potentially get something yeah. like that, you know? And then, man, that makes your first half of next year, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is, as well, Sony are the first d- real company to capitalize on, you know, VR's most successful game right now, Beat Saver. You know, they've, they've got a bundle with it. No one else has done that yet. And why? Like, why wouldn't they? I don't understand. And this is what concerns me about the Quest. I think really the Quest should be bundled with Beat Saber and they should really push that forward. But 
uh, you know, let's see if it's going to happen yeah, or not. They, they got their own title there. Huh? The Star Wars uh, Vader game, like, uh, they're probably going to make a bundle with that. Yeah, yeah it'll be very I interesting happen, to see. I have to say, it seems like Oculus have done cash deals, but have not done game quality deals, what I'll call. What you see with Sony, they tend to package, you know, they, they're tending to package <clears throat> decent titles with the console to push both the software and the hardware yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And I don't. I, I find a lot of the stuff that Oculus has bundled so far to be pretty soulless, to be honest, the packaging. And I don't think they're combining the right titles. Well, they, they, they tried it with uh, Marvel Powers United, and that's a game they made in collaboration. And I think Sony is the only one that just says like, okay, we see this game being popular, let's bundle it. And, and yeah. others don't act on that. I mean, Vive tried that with, with Fallout 4. Now that one had some issues, so that also didn't really work. But overall, like Sony just, they, they are so fast. Like now as well with December, it's like, okay, let's do this right now. Here are all the bundles. This is what we're going to do. And and as a consumer, you constantly get, you know, awarded for being their customer. And with these other headsets, you don't feel that vibe. You just don't feel it. Yep. With, mm. with Sony, it's like, okay, this is why, like, and that's why, like, personally, I'm playing way more with the PlayStation VR because I'm really proud to be owning one and to be playing these games. Because they 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 give me something in return, and with with the vibe, the, the rift, and the other ones, uh, right now there's nothing nothing really going on. Well, they should really yeah. just well, be like, okay, Beat Saber, let's do a PC bundle as well, you know. But right now, PlayStation for two years is just you know, okay, let's bundle this and let's do that. And I also feel like because they are in this you know playfield for way longer, and they have a very good relationship with yeah. developers that you know they they know exactly what they are doing. So. Again, we will see a lot of new PlayStation VR users this Christmas. And then maybe in two years, you know, that new PlayStation with that new VR headset. And then everyone hops over. It, it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Uh, okay. So let's move on to some uh, more quick news and some more interesting hardware. I want to talk about the Razer Nari Ultimate Wireless Headphones. This is kind of interesting because a member of my Discord community uh, called On The Front Line highlighted this uh, pair of headphones to me this week after he had bought them and said they were pretty cool uh, after checking them out. If you're into PC gaming, you'll know, you'll likely know who Razer are. You know, everything's branded kind of neon green. Uh, they make gaming accessories like headphones, keyboards, laptops, everything else. Uh, but they recently released a new pair of wireless uh, headphones called the Nari Ultimate. And the headphones use 2.4 gigahertz wireless technology for lag-free, high-fidelity audio up to sort of 12 meters. And it features THX 360 spatial audio and obviously built-in mic and, and everything else. But the coolest feature about these headsets is Razer Hypersense. Now, you're probably asking, what is this? Well, this technology is basically haptic feedback for your ears. So these, these headsets have got little haptic transducers in them. And based on audio cues from the game, you can now sort of get a sense of planes roaring overhead or recoil from burst fire from guns and stuff like that, okay. creating a whole new layer of immersion uh, when you're in your games. And I thought this would be kind of interesting for VR because, you know, I think the Rift headphones are pretty decent, but you can obviously remove them and put your own pair of headphones on, especially with them being wireless. It makes them pretty interesting. Um, and having tried haptic feedback with the B haptic vest and the facial interface kit, even though it's subtle haptic feedback, it does actually add something to the experience that you're playing. So I was really intrigued about these headsets and uh, I, I'm trying to get my hands on a pair to try and test them out, but hmm. I thought I'd share it on the show. Are they already out or not? Yeah, they're already out. They are 
pretty expensive. Yeah. It's worth noting. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so it's two, 200 quid in the UK, um, which is pretty expensive for a pair of headphones, especially if you're already paying 400 quid for a Rift anyway. Yeah. Uh, but if you're after a set of headphones, maybe it'd be worth checking them out. But if you've got a pair uh, or you're interested or you know about them, let us know in the comments because uh, I'd love to know your feedback if you've but- actually tested these. I got a quick question. Like, uh, are they com- are they compatible with VR? Like, have people like uh, done it with VR? So it's if it's spatial audio, it can always be a little bit of a trouble trouble problem. I think because normally your headphones in VR are not spatial audio because you already have spatial tracking. Right, right. Um, I have no idea because obviously they're spatial. They're, they're sold to traditional PC gamers, but I thought mm. you know they could be kind of Someone interesting. Tested basically. To be, yeah, but you're kind of right though. You're right though because. The um, the built-in audio with the Rift, like you say, is is tracked based on your yeah, head yeah. movement. So yeah, that could be a, a real downflaw uh, of using. Because I never like I never like those like spatial audio headphones. Like uh, they, uh, for me, it doesn't work. Like uh, when when it's behind me, it's like above me, and like when it's like in front of me, it doesn't really feel mm. like it's in front of me. So I find that like that spatial audio, if it's not recorded with binaural microphones, not really that impressive. What, in VR or just yeah. just in general. It means in general. in general. Yeah, in general, because in VR they don't they don't use that because you use your mm-hmm. the audio source but, is just located based on the spatial yeah. movement of your head. So that's you a completely. So, so wait, because you use your wireless headphones with the Rift, right? You don't use the Rift ones. Yeah, but these are just these are Sennheisers. These are audio studio quality microphones, so they're yeah. not. Uh, so, so are you saying using those headphones you've got right now, you don't get that spatial audio using the Rift with those? Um, I only have the spatial audio because of the Rift, not because of uh, my my headphones. No. Right. You, you, know, you know what I mean. If if I hear something on the right, it's because my my hat is on the on on the right side. It's not because of yeah. my my headphones. Yeah, right. So the so, audio so, processing is being is being held by by Oculus's software layer. Yeah. So yeah, then the, the, the same same would be said for the Nari headset as well. Then right. Yeah. yeah well, it doesn't matter. You have, you have like a special feature. Yeah, because it takes the audio cues from the game rather than anything else. I'm I'm really interested in them because there's there's a problem with any wireless audio that is then going to be haptic because there is a noticeable delay. And mm-hmm. and that's my that's my biggest concern because I you know I've done haptics for the last 5 years solid and I am I'm very interested in the concept of these. I'm super concerned about the fact that they're wireless. And the delay that's inherent with that, because even with even with the sub pack that's cabled line in to the command box has a delay of say 50 milliseconds, you add another 30, 40, like it could it could literally yeah, be one. delayed in terms mm-hmm. of the way that you experience it. Because the one of the difficulties is if you're driving a subwoofer, it's already a it's it's already a, a heavy cone to be to be actually driving. And so mm-hmm. you have a natural mechanical delay that you will, if there's an explosion go off, your eyes will see it and then you'll feel it slightly after. And if you have this throughout your gaming experience, it becomes really obvious to you. So right. I'm super interested in trying these out. So um, yeah, if, bring, um, bring. If, if on the front line is in the chat, you know, let us know uh, because I know he does tune into the show every now and again. So if he's in the chat, the let us know. The reason why I brought that up is because like for VR, most often like just the two audio sources are enough because your ears are two audio sources as well. So the way that the audio hits your ear will be rough, not entirely, but will be roughly the same because especially when you're wearing headphones like I am. 
But if you have something that is spatially uh, making audio, like making audio spatially artificially in your headset by putting like on the one side louder, like on the other side a little bit less louder, driven by the game audio, it will be a lot less spatially aware than what, for example, you're doing with a virtual reality headset. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. What, what I can see it is basically you're going to see a conflicting, conflicting software layers uh, if yeah. you have this switched on. It's the same thing if you have a sound card and you use the 3D audio effects. I've I've noticed that mm -hmm. as well. And I would con I would compare my reaction to this the same with Rowdy. I'd be concerned if you couldn't switch it off. If you can switch those features off and use it just like a 2.1 headset. Um, but if you switch it I off, can you still use the, the trans? That's that's well, basically the my question. Just going to run off the base frequency. It's not, yeah, you know, just, the, so, just the rumbles, rumble strips that are hitting your your head basically. So I, I'm convinced it's a cool idea. Actually, I'll take rumbles on any part of my body. You know, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. okay. So uh, mind? Par Paradise DK is saying uh, that that Zim would actually respond to uh, like headphones like these in in, in this way. Um, you're not putting lasers into my eyes and you're fucking not putting jet engines into my ears. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to keep this like this, um, you know, because we, we don't really know and I'm very curious if someone is going to test them out. I, I Honestly, I'm not going to buy Razer headphones right now. I have some bad experiences with Razer products. I mean, I had some headphones of them and now using like uh, Bayer Dynamic uh, headphones and I'm, I'm a happy uh, customer, but if someone says like, whoa, this is great and it, it kind of works or uh, we're getting yeah. there, yeah, yeah I want to try it. I mean, uh, this is another thing you can add. And if you already have this B-Haptic suit and you already have the cover and you have this these headphones, like you can constantly upgrade it. And uh, funny enough, last week I saw on Reddit uh, some rumors where people said like, it might be possible that Valve is going to add like haptic you know, uh, um, like uh, headphones, earphones, earphones yeah. to this 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 mm -hmm. headset they are working on. So, mm -hmm. but there are also reports where people said like, but it could you know damage your you know because it's your skull is like vibrating and stuff like that. <laughs> I don't know what's going yeah. on inside your head then. But um, we'll one more quick thing is that uh, because I, I remember before I purchased these, I was also like very invested in like should I get like surround sound headphones, and I I found like a lot of stuff on Reddit, and there were people like also saying like that surround sound is more uh, meant for like front facing experience. For example, yeah. if you're watching a movie and you want to have like the, the sound behind you, that that is ideal. But because your head movements are tracked in virtual reality. You, you could better invest like in like a, a decent pair of like headphones that just have stereo sound, like two audio sources, yeah. Yeah. because you you will still get the spatial awareness I, I, from moving. I do know people that don't use headphones at all. They just have this, you know, set up in their house and they just play in the middle. That could work. Yeah. I mean, you could do yeah. that. But. So that's, that's why we have a scientist on the show. You know, he can, he can teach us new things. <laughs> I didn't even consider that before, uh, Rowdy. So thank you for, uh, for bringing up that. That's a valid point. Um, so let's move into some game releases. Uh, we've got three games for you next week. Uh, so let's start off with Arca's Path. Uh, now, for those not familiar with this game, it's a physics-based platforming game where you control a ball through a series of maze-like levels. Uh, the story sort of follows a young girl who lives on a scrapyard, and one day she finds a mysterious mask which she puts on her face, and then it transports her to the mysterious world of Arca. And then you sort of uh, she embodies a, a ball which you navigate around the world just using gaze movement with your head. So there's no controllers involved; you just purely use your head to control the ball, and uh, you have to control her through the environments to 
basically get her home. Um, so I got to try this maybe three months ago in London. It's developed by uh, Dream Reality Interactive, the same team that brought you that David Attenborough uh, experience. And it's being published by Rebellion. Um, and it's going to be on every platform. So this is kind of interesting. This is the first game I think I've, I've known that's releasing on pretty much every headset that's available right now. So it's going to be on PSVR, Steam, Oculus, Rift, Vive, Oculus Go, Windows MR, Gear VR, and Vive Focus. So it's going to be on everything. It's coming out on the 4th of December. I don't have any pricing on it just yet. Um, but it's kind of one of those games when I played it, it's very relaxing because you don't have a controller. It's very chilled out. The The colors are very vibrant. The art style is really nice. Uh, it's got kind of a comic book kind of narrative to it to tell the story. The one thing I was concerned about, which I kind of highlighted to the developers, was that it looks too accessible almost like is this game just going to be way too easy on and not really challenge like hardcore mm. players um but he was quick to sort of say you know it does get more challenging and the levels and the environments do get a lot darker in tone so uh yeah i'm looking forward to checking this one out like i say it's coming out on tuesday the 4th of december uh, i think this game's really going to do well on the mobile platforms because yeah, I, of this yeah. no i don't feel like this is very like a pc experience it's more something you want to you know play on a on a mobile uh, standalone mm. device yeah. Those kinds of games, perfect for like Oculus Go on a plane. Go on, you know, a couple of hours, take a snooze. On the road, on the road game. Yeah, it's like an on the road kind of uh, game. Yeah. Or you want to do room skill, you know, like I gotta going say, all over the place. That, 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 that ball would never roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, those triangles, like, it's a perfect shape to like stop moving, uh, you know. They could have gone for a D20, picked up the gamer crowd as well, but, you know. <laughs> So yeah, that is uh, Arca's Path. And then Rowdy's going to be super excited about this one. Uh, I, think you, I think you all know what it's going to be. Because uh, Prison Boss is coming to PSVR no. next week. Yes. You almost didn't put it in the news. Don't don't pretend that you were like, oh yeah, I was going to... No, no, it was me who told you like you should put that in there, you know. Well, well, yeah. as, as you are the Prison Boss, maybe you can tell us all about the game. Then uh... <laughs> go, go and watch my videos, you know, I have tons of them. <laughs> Rowdy, yeah, Rowdy was really waiting for that bundle to happen, you know, like uh, yeah. boss has sticks, you know, and you have like like little yeah. props. I, I, I'm planning on checking it out, though. I want to check it out. Like how I mean, it's sure. one of the games that made my channel as popular as it is right now. And like, uh, I want I want to see how it is on the PlayStation. You know, I want to see if there's something new. Who knows? You should reinvigorate the series. You know, the prison boss is back. Yo. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> You have no idea how many people have been asking this. <laughs> you should just do it. You should just do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you're not familiar with Prison Boss, you know, it is basically what it sounds like. You're in prison, <laughs> uh, you're in a cell, and you have to make contraband. So you can roll cigarettes, you can write letters. Is that right, Rowdy? You can make yeah, hooch. Yeah, the goal is to the goal is to escape from the from the prison. You're put in different prisons in each time and you need to escape by basically like, you know building an escape tool which is like a hammer but uh, but to get out you first need to do enough assignments to get enough money to get enough credit you need to become the boss of the prison and then you can actually like break out of there oh. uh, and you can indeed you can make contraband like cigarettes alcohol uh, like weird little statues at the end you can write sex letters for the other prisoners and those kind of like weird little things but it's hilarious to do it yeah I, wow. I, I did have a lot of fun. I, I feel like Mike doesn't realize how much effort it takes to, you know, escape from a prison like six times like Rowdy did. I mean, yeah, exactly. you know, some some criminals, like the, the top-notch criminals on this planet, you know, they escape maybe maybe twice or three times, you know, and they yeah. get help from the outside. But Rowdy, you know, 
he did it from the inside, you know. Yeah. He's starting off with just selling some 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 cigarettes or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he builds We're it up, you know. Up, you know, you know, like he <laughs> he spends like maybe a week in VR, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's like constantly needing to charge his controllers to keep you know his escape plan rolling. I mean, this is yeah. like this this requires yeah, some preparation. Business. You know? What you didn't know was that the, the Netflix series Orange is the New Black was actually based on Rowdy's story, but they just changed the cast <laughs> to women so they wouldn't know who it was really about. Yeah. So if you're into, uh, you know, being in a cell, then, uh, you know, you can check that out. It comes out on the 4th of December, uh, the same same day as Arca's Path. So you've really got two very different games to check out there. Uh, and then third... You're a PSVR owner. You're going to be very happy. This is three games. A little hat trick for you. Uh, this is Red Matter is coming to PSVR next week as well. And we've been banging on about this game on the yep. show for a long time now. We mention yep. it almost every episode. It becomes like a meme now. Um, because like you don't know about it. I finished it. Yes, uh-huh. I did. Um, but you can infiltrate a, a moon base as a secret agent and you have to f- solve puzzles. Your mission is to investigate a shady top secret research project that basically went wrong. Um, and if you enjoy puzzle games in VR, this is definitely one of the better ones. Um, the puzzle design is very varied, very interesting. It's got a storyline to it, but to be honest, that takes second place to the puzzle design and the environments. I wonder, um, are they going to change the controllers? Yes, and this is something that I wondered as well. And I looked into the Vive version, uh, which is on Steam VR, and they changed the controllers for the Vive version as well. So, if you're not familiar with uh, Red Red Matter, you know when in, uh, on the Rift version you look down, basically it was a big pair of astronaut space gloves yep. holding Rift controllers, like yes. touch controllers. So everything was mapped exactly how it should be in real life. So it felt very intuitive to use the controls, very cool. And they kind of transformed with little pincers coming out of them, so which was good. also really cool. Um, but yeah, for the for the Steam VR version, they, they transformed them into ones. And then I think they're going to do the same for PSVR as well, but that's not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure they will do. It can, felt can so we... good. That's the, that's the <laughs> thing I, I like. There's not so many games that you remember, like you pick up a controller and you're like, wow, this feels just feels spot on. And, and the development required to get to that point you know, just must be so much, so many iterations, but they got it. I mean, from the second I, I touched it, those little grippers, it, it, the, the reason it works is his hand presence is because you feel like you're holding something and those things are holding something else. And so your brain kind of disconnects from, oh, I'm not touching it with my hands. I'm grabbing yeah. something that's grabbing them and it just works. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And the physics, like the physics in this game have been very, very well done. And I think graphically, it looks great. It looks yes. really beautiful. I think yeah. this is like, honestly... This is one of the best games of this year. Yep, it's, it's up there for sure. Definitely one of my highest rated puzzle games for sure, without doubt. Uh, it comes out in Europe on the 6th of December, so Thursday next week, and the States will be getting it a few days later. But it's weird, they've been very quiet about this, and I only got this information through uh, someone else commenting on yeah, uh, Vertical Robots Twitter about a Daedalus, and he, he, you know, they, they, they passingly mentioned Red Matter, and they said, oh yeah, it's coming to PSVR next week actually. <laughs> In general, their marketing strategy wasn't super. Uh, I mean, even when this game was first announced, yeah. you know, there wasn't that much traffic going on. It's a uh, shame because it 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 deserves being in the spotlight for a little while. I think high quality yeah. studio, I'd say, between Daedalus and Red Matter. I mean, they're it really feels like Half Life gone a little bit more puzzly and a little bit darker. Like, but yeah. how long did yeah. it take you, Mike, to finish Red Matter, start to finish? Would you say by hours? Maybe four four hours. Okay. Yeah, maybe may, five. Uh, may Shuhai bless this game. It's decent. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's some uh, game releases coming out next week. Uh, so let's jump into some main topics and let's talk about the HTC Vive McLaren edition. So recently at the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, HTC Vive and McLaren announced a special edition of the Vive Pro. Uh, and this is the first product of their kind of partnership, which they announced earlier on in the year. Now, the headset will be paired with the new McLaren Garage VR experience, uh, which was made by Vive Studio and uh, is going to be obviously released in cooperation with McLaren, as well as a custom version of R Factor 2 McLaren Edition. So before we jump into any more, I wanted to talk about to Zim about this because, I, you know, he's like the kind of resident Sim racer uh, or Zim racer. And... Um, have you tried out this R Factor 2? I don't know if you've checked this one out. No, I actually didn't know that it was even VR supported. There's there's loads of games that have been kind of 2D VR racer games that have been VRified uh, over time, but mm. I just didn't know about it. R Factor 2 has a big name, um, certainly mm. in the market, and I'd say that a lot of the people who I race with uh, do do play it. But I had no knowledge of it. Actually, even at this point, I didn't know that it was uh, playable right now, because if it is, I'll go bloody try it. Um, I just <laughs> yes. haven't I haven't looked at it at all, so... So you can play uh, the normal version on Steam right now, and it is compatible with VR headsets, uh, including Windows MR. Uh, but this version of it is going to be a McLaren Special Edition, which is going to be exclusive to Viveport. Uh, so, so basically, you've got these: you've got the, the McLaren headset, and then you've got these two VR experiences. The McLaren Garage is basically a multiplayer simulation game, which is kind of weird, where you become part of the McLaren pit crew. <laughs> you have to learn how to uh, complete tire adjustments. And just like a crew in a, in a real that's race, awesome. you have to change all the stuff and work together. So that's oh. kind of interesting. Uh, and it has like a pit stop challenge. Um, and then you've got this kind of version of uh, R Factor 2, which is a McLaren edition. So you get McLaren, oh, you know, so uh, and, and Formula cars 1 and... cars. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So this game was already VR Vive before the, the Vive Pro McLaren edition came out. So Exactly, yeah. But oh. this, this, this McLaren edition of the game with the extra stuff is just going to be exclusive to Vive Port. Okay. Um, so, you know, that's kind of interesting. But the McLaren headset itself is kind of a strange uh, product really to launch. It's a bit of a strange collaboration as well because, you know, the Vive Pro has always kind of been marketed as an enterprise headset, you know, like, oh, it's for businesses. Whereas this really seems like it's been targeted to sim racers because, you know, if you're yeah. a, a sim racer or you're into cars, McLaren, you'll know them, for, you'll be familiar with them and, you know, maybe you're aligned to them and you might be interested in something like this. But this bundle is super expensive and is really a premium bundle, even over what it is already, because, you know, the the Vive Pro with the 2.0 base stations and the new controllers is already uh, £1,300, like British pounds. So it's a real expensive piece of kit. Um, but this, this exclusive McLaren version, you pay £150 premium on that. So it's £1,450 for this. And really, the only difference that sets it aside from the the other bundle I just mentioned is that you get a little orange plaque on the front of the headset that says McLaren on it, and some orange buttons on the controllers and some orange wrist straps. Looks pretty good, and, to be honest. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a six month free access to Viveport. Yeah, I I think um you know what my 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 thought is given where it launched, I think McLaren is perhaps owned out of the Middle East. And I think that when it comes to kind of all the oil money out there as well, releasing a specified headset for racing, which again gets a fair amount of attention out there, um, probably isn't a terrible launch for that market. 
But for other Western European markets, I agree with you, Mike. I think the price point is like attaching an anchor to the product. And with R-Factor 2's special edition launching specifically on Viveport, that's like a second anchor that's going to help sink it to the bottom right out the gates. Yeah. I find it funny that if you look at like the uh, the video, they're all wearing like the wireless trackers, yeah. uh, which I find a bit hilarious because if there's one game where you wouldn't need like the wireless trackers, it would be like a like a simulation <laughs> racer game. Like, <laughs> and this is the thing: like if you're if you're targeting a bundle at sim races, why do you need like 2.0 base stations? Why do you need these two controllers? You could really str- yeah. strip it down. You know, you probably only need one if it's front facing. Would have been way cheaper for yeah. sure. Um, I think like I think that behind the scenes they made a very good deal. Like even outside of just making this headset, I think behind the scenes they have now a relationship with McLaren, and maybe in the future, you know, they have like an I don't know, uh, like a like I think they already have like a, a pro sports team that is going to use these headsets. I mean, you know, right now uh, we see um, like Echo Arena and onward being you know these pro sports uh, games in VR. But I mean, sim raising is of course also a big part of that. And soon with VR, it's it's like an upcoming thing. So it's smart to already, you know, partner up with someone and make your own like headset. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see that more in the future. Um, I can't wait for it's... like a pro sport football game, to be honest. Oh god. <laughs> no, don't even start. What what was that game that um it wasn't Servius? Who 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 launched that? They launched that football game, the VR footy uh, game where you literally you Put used your hands, her, your hands yeah. as you're as you were running on the track and <laughs> you had to like turn and then run like i really appreciated what they did with it but my god my god like please let's not do the the pro footy I, fifa vr if it came out i'm sure someone would be happy about it but uh they need to figure out that control scheme first <laughs> yeah. yeah like i honestly like that that's that part i do understand I, I, it's kind of strange that, you know, the Vive Pro was, you know, they made it clear, like this is for enterprises. In the end, the McLaren edition is, is like, it's a Vive Pro as well. It's the same thing, just with some, you know, skins on it. And I agree, it looks kind of nice. I, 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 I wish they made like the standard Vive Pro a little bit more like that, where they had some more colors to, to play with. But, you know, the, the moment they, you know, launch it on Black Friday, and they, you know, put this trailer out where it's really a consumer trailer. And with the Vive Pro, it made sense that it was for arcades. The deals they offered made sense. But with this deal, it's like you're getting this, you know, racing game with it. And, um, you know, they they make this trailer very consumer friendly. Like if you were, were an arcade, you wouldn't buy this headset for that free game. But they really made it as a deal like, listen, if you are a consumer, if you are a Zim Razor, you're gonna love this. And yeah, they should have just bundled it with a steering wheel instead, mm. or something that was also, you know, orange with blue and made something extra, like a bigger bundle, just, you know, save up that money of those controllers and those base stations and just add like a, maybe that pro seat they have, you know, or, you know, a nice steering wheel or something else to it. Then it yeah. could have been great, but right now, like, why do you need those 2.0 base stations? I mean, why do you even need the controls for them? <laughs> well, at first I was like, maybe you need to hover through the menu, but you can do that with a gamepad as well or with the buttons on the steering wheel, right? I mean, you have like options for that, I would say. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's like really confusing. And I've seen a lot of people that also got confused the moment Black Friday uh, started because then you go to the website, you have the, 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 the vanilla Vive, then you have the Vive Pro that is... You know, kind of in the middle of like, hmm, I, I could buy this as a consumer. It's still really expensive, but maybe I have the money for it. It's like prosumer stuff. 
And then they also launched this new headset at the same moment and it's all over this website. So like imagine being a like a consumer going to this website and yeah, you could check out the specs, but still the prices are like all over the place. And I'm sure that most people were like, hmm, let me just go for this vanilla vibe because I've never tried VR and let me just go for or, it. Oh, oh look, but, PSVR bundle. <laughs> That's what I would have done if I didn't have an answer. Um, but um, yeah, so so it's like, you know, I think for HTC, it was a great deal, but it, it, it actually caused some confusion for but, consumers. But, but the thing is, you're, you're paying here £150 premium, essentially for an orange badge on the front of your headset that no, really... you're, not, you're not even going to see when you're in VR. So like, what's the point? Um, that, that's the thing is, I, I don't. It, I don't really think they care if they sell a lot no, or not. I, I think the problem is part of the. Maybe they've been hanging around with people at McLaren too long, and they think maybe everyone that owns a McLaren, you know, and and rolls around and has got all this money to throw up in the air and spend on these these fancy headsets. Personally, I just kind of think it was kind of a bit pointless. Um, I think it was a bit of a, you know, especially when you see what PlayStation are doing with their marketing yeah. and they're really like nailing it. I, I just think this was kind of like a real miss for them in terms of their marketing. Like, I, I think, it, 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 it's I just. Think, Branding for the sake of branding, it seems, yeah. rather than a real like collaboration product. You I know? mean, they, they just made it. I think they just made a very good deal. And and this part of like the consumer getting confused is like the negative they had to take with this, where they maybe McLaren said like, listen, we want to have like this branded Vive Pro, or maybe HTC suggested it. But next to that, there is a lot of other stuff you know happening with this deal that was way better for both parties or even maybe better for HTC and this part like they had to just push it out it's like oh okay so now we have a deal but now we need to make this Vive Pro with all this stuff on there and you know you know they didn't release it in like Europe they did mm. this launch party in Dubai right um yeah. it didn't even happen here so well, well maybe uh, we can look forward to some HTC Vive and McLaren branded thermal underwear and like Zim's <laughs> advice we can yeah. all be toasty warm this winter but yeah. who knows I'd be up for Where that. would the orange <laughs> badge then be, Mike? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, It'll be very small. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Minecraft on the Oculus Go because Minecraft? the Oculus Go has been out for almost seven months now, would you believe it? And it's got like a ridiculously huge library of games. And as we've said before, it's a great device for media consumption, social applications and casual gaming. But one game that everyone has been waiting for is, of course, Minecraft. And it's super weird that it's omitted from the library of games available uh, because when before the Go launched, we knew that Minecraft was available on Gear VR. So it just seemed like we knew that most games were going to be ported from Gear VR to Go. So it just made sense. It was going to be like a no-brainer that it was going to be there day one. And yet here we are seven months later and it's still nowhere to be seen. Um so it kind of got everyone confused. Still, a lot of people are upset about it. And there is actually a way of buying it legally from Oculus and sideloading it um, by using an Android emulator and downloading it and getting the APK file and sideloading it. Like only the hardcore really are going to do that. If you're interested, there is a, a video on YouTube from Open PC Reviews. He did a really nice guide on how to do it. So if you're interested, you can go and check that out. Um, but if you just don't want to bother with that kind of stuff, which I think is the majority of people out there. Then we got a little bit of glimmer of hope from a Minecraft dev this week on Reddit. Now he was on Reddit under the username called Corner Hard, and he posted on the Oculus Reddit saying that if users wanted Minecraft on Go, they should then head over to Minecraft.net and place a vote for Oculus mm -hmm. Go to be supported. 
And the reason why he said this was is because, like any big company, they get a lot of feedback from their player base, and they respond to the uh, you know the 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 the, the votes based on what the, the, the community is shouting about the loudest. So the loudest things that they're shouting about always get fixed first by a level of priority. And unfortunately, the Oculus Go is very low down in terms of priority right now. So he was suggesting that the community goes over their votes. And then if the, the votes get high enough, then it will be higher up on the priority and maybe it will come to go. This sounds, sadly, I have to say this for all of our UK listeners, like what they did with broadband 10 years ago. Where it's like, put your postcode in, and if you want broadband, click this little button, sign the digital petition, and maybe in six years we'll decide to upgrade your local your, your local supplier. You know, it, but it, I don't know. It, I guess I guess if they're listening and they have a forum for it, great. Um, like you, I'm surprised it's not on it because Minecraft does run on everything and a toaster, as you said. Um, so doesn't that, doesn't actually why, why it doesn't make sense. Priority. I mm. mean, why do why do people need to vote? It's kind of I think it's kind of. Well, it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Like, like if you say like uh, it's not a priority, but it literally runs on everything else that is basically has like a computer chip in there. So yeah, and, why, and why the, not do it on the Oculus Go? And the weird thing is, when you do sideload it officially and buy it legally and sideload it on Go, it works great because the Go is 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 really comparable to a lot of the Gear VR. Exactly. Uh, you know, you know phones out there. You know what I think it is? I think that uh, Minecraft is trying to like, you know, get some money from Oculus. Could be. You know what I think? I think they're working on Minecraft 2 and they don't have the spare bandwidth to go put it on another device because they're they're actually spending that time internally on secret project Minecraft 2. Mm. Or maybe they're deciding to go straight for Quest. Who knows? Uh, that, that, well, like all these reasons basically sound like it's just not coming to the go. Yeah. I, I don't well, feel like it's coming to the go. If it if it was really a priority for the people out there or Oculus or anyone, then it would have yeah. been on there maybe the first three months the go came exactly. out. So I, plus, a developer putting this on Reddit and then asking for votes, that's such a strange... Strange way of doing, but I would love to. And I also think they should, you know, uh, start developing more for, you know, uh, Minecraft because, uh, you know, with, with, with the Oculus version you have, I think that one was free. Um, you could only play with a gamepad. But, you know, with that Vivecraft mod, they were showing that it actually is really fun mm -hmm. to use your hands too. And uh, that's the same with this Go controller. I mean, that could work in any way so i i feel like there there is some some work to do but as zim said maybe you know there's minecraft 2 and it is gonna come eventually i mean uh first mojang owned to come like the the minecraft franchise and now it's Microsoft. Now it's Microsoft. So they have a yeah. whole i mean even with ar we have seen like minecraft ar stuff so there is a lot of minecraft coming like a new generation of minecraft and it's not like I'm, I'm sure they're not short of money, but you know, if it just means to just tick a box and release it for Go, but also I'm, the side loading, like it just works, and all this does. side loading stuff is just legit. Yeah. And then yeah. it seems very strange. But if you're a dedicated Minecraft fan, I'll make sure when uh, the video's up, I'll put a link uh, in the description so you can jump over there and, and cast your little vote. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with <laughs> Let's that. Let's not be just, too condescending you know, now, Mike. Tweet Oculus, you know, send them emails like Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. That's all you need to tell them and they will know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I just don't get it because there is, because Minecraft has now been around for, what is it, eight years or something? I mean, it, it's, 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 it's crazy the amount of kids who've grown up with this. That is a market that's not going to go away. 
that's a market that's just ready to be tapped into, which is why I think that Minecraft 2 has to happen. Microsoft wouldn't have put the money into it if if they weren't planning no. something like that. And yeah. to release on Go, to me, just seems second nature because a Go, in the end, is, is kind of like a, a handy family device. You know, any anyone who's got kids and has a Go, I'll bet they've let their kids have a Go with things like bait and other things. And, and a Minecraft on there just makes total sense. So I'm with yeah. Nathie. I think they're I think they're leapfrogging this. And I'm going to couple that with what Mike said. Quest, maybe, maybe, maybe we're going to see that quest. Because I think the restriction, if, if I compare it to Vivecraft, which is really the good way to play Minecraft in VR, because you can do multiplayer, you can do all these other things. Um, the hand motion, the digging, for instance, which actually is is a really good way to do it. Like actually digging blocks and all that, and then running around and doing stuff, physically building with your table. Um, yeah. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. If they could get it to perform well. It is a procedural game that's very heavy on CPU. So... They'd have to do some optimization, but they've already proven they can do that on mobile. So mm. seems like all the pieces are there. Seems so, for pieces. sure. Yeah. <laughs> the blocks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, Cute. let's talk about uh, this new alien game that's coming. Um, now, we don't know if this is going to have VR support, so that's a big caveat before we start talking about it, just so you're aware. But um, over the last year, we've had snippets of information that a new alien game is in the works. And we know that it's likely going to be unveiled at the Game Awards uh, next ah, week on the 6th of December. So uh, Jeff uh, Keeley, uh, the creator of the Game Awards, recently tweeted that worlds will change on the 6th of December. And the tweet had a picture showing what looks like the Wayland yutani uh, W in the corner with worlds will change in the center. And for those hmm. familiar with the Alien franchise, Wayland Yutani is like the kind of evil corporation that basically wants to capture the xenomorph alien and weaponize it rather than obliterate it and destroy it. Because it's a smart idea to do that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like that, honestly, that sounds to me like you know a new alien isolation game developed by Sega with a VR mode or a VR experience, like we always. You know, I've got some more snippets uh, to, to give you. Um, give me, so give what, me, we, me. what we do know is that it's not being uh, developed by the same studio that made Alien Isolation. So that was Creative Assembly who made Isolation. Mm. Oh, uh, so Sega published it. Exactly. Um, so this game is developed uh, is going to be developed by Cold Iron Studios. Uh, they're actually based in San Jose. Had we known this information earlier, maybe we would have visited the yeah. Masters at OC5. Breaking um, it. <laughs> but uh, Cold Iron Studios uh, was actually acquired by Foxnet Games in January this year. And Cold Iron uh, features developers that worked on Bioshock Infinite and Metroid mm-hmm. Prime 3. So uh, Foxnet also own a VR division, uh, because they actually released, I don't know if you remember, there was a short 360 video when Alien <laughs> yes. Covenant I launched. Uh, it was called yeah. Yeah, the em- the embryo it, one. We were super hyped. Exactly. Reddit was going. Yeah, crazy. that was like an over. That was like the 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 first like overhyped moment where we were like, yeah. okay, here we go, here we go. And it's like, here's a 360 of like Whoa. I don't know, like three seconds. It was kind of cool 360, but we were waiting for an actual game. Exactly. So if you're not familiar with the 360 video, it's called In Utero. You can check it out now, uh, you know, on any headset, basically. And basically, you see the scene play out from the alien's perspective. You're actually in a host and you burst out of their back in spectacular fashion and then uh, kill another member of the ship, which is actually kind of cool. But like you say, we, we, we all wanted more. So we were all disappointed at the time. But 
it just shows that Foxnet do have a VR division. They acquired the studio that's making this game. So these kind of pieces could all align and we could get something really nice. Mm. Um, so, you know, we'll have to wait, obviously, until the 6th of December to find out for sure. Uh, but it's kind of interesting because I was uh, stalking some of the developers' Twitter accounts, and one of them <laughs> one of them okay. posted on their bio that it's an Aliens game they're working oh, on, not an one. Alien game. Ooh, ooh, so it, ooh. It, could be, it could be a game which features multiple Aliens instead of just the one. Like oh, a Left 4 Dead type thing. Yeah, wonderful. Like, that sounds like the, exactly the game that I really want to yeah. play. That sounds yeah. actually like a game that will unfortunately never dare to play. <laughs> and that does also sound like, I, I, I'm sure they are going to throw in a multiplayer thing here. Where it's like, oh, let's survive against one alien, or you know, where you have this evolve kind of like gameplay yeah, where you have to really hunt cool. something down. Um, but as we know from last year, Game Awards, they did some great announcements. I mean, uh, job like vacation simulator got, simulator got announced back then. So I mean, there's always like a, a big part there mm. uh, where they you know do VR stuff. And this year they also have uh, an award for VR. Um, like Beat Saber's a, a one and Astrobot. Most of them are PlayStation VR, by the way. I think yeah. one of them is is a PC one, Moss. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I I honestly feel like it's not gonna be like just a just a VR game. I think the market is too small for that. Mm-hmm. But it might be where there's like a mode to it. Yeah. Or or like an experience. Oh. I kind of hate experiences because then it's like, okay, let's buy this game. Let's play this 20 minute like uh, on rails VR experience. And yeah. I mean, I'm not going to complain if it's like a 20 minute polished, like real cool. But I, I really want to be playing with other players if it's a multiplayer as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be a part of it and I'll be like, oh, I'm not a banker gamer, so I can't join because I own VR, you know? How awesome yeah. would it be if you actually could be the alien? Yeah, that would be awesome. Alien like you say, like Predator, an evolve, an evolve style yeah. situation. That would be really I, neat. I just feel like it. I, I feel yeah. like there is something multiplayer going to happen here. So, so yeah, let us know in the comments. Like, if you could design your you know alien vr game like what kind of features would you have in it i'd love to know in the comments and we can maybe discuss some of our sort of thoughts of what we'd like um but some of the things that i really liked about isolation you know especially having experienced it in vr was that the, the the atmosphere and the the detail in the environments was like spot on the sound design was spot on the alien was terrifying and it kind of was enough of that kind of tension build up and then you see the alien it's terrifying and then the tension builds up again but the one thing i really disliked about that game was the androids they were just so unnecessary i felt like uh they they weren't really that scary with that yeah they They did with the yeah they did um so maybe if they can work on that but i think what they also did which was really smart was the use of the microphone so when you was in the presence of the alien you had to you had to physically be quiet because if you if you made too much noise through your microphone, the alien would pick up on that noise and then find you. So if they Just can, the, they like can... the sounds in general in this game are so freaking creepy, man. Like yeah. you know how you I know finished this game? I played like nightcore music on the loudest thing ever, and I was like, okay, happy game, let's go, let's go, let's go, and I was just running around and doing my thing. But my god, this game because this AI, you know, this this Xenomorph, like that's what they did so well is like the so smart and really learns from from uh, the sounds and, and and from what's going on that you know you're constantly yeah. terrified of what's going on and it can like drag you to whatever place you know it's not like oh i can hide in this corner it can't get me 
and and the moment you know it spots you and you can hear it you know on the metal you hear those you know claws going real fast you just know you're so screwed let's just yeah. hope it's not going to be like alien the colonial marines oh my god that people in the chat are saying i would love to see a left for dead alien isolation game <laughs> yeah like you're, you play as the colonial marines like like a left for oh, dead yeah. star thing that yeah. would be so epic that would be so epic. Co-op uh, here. Yeah. yeah, you know, being able to like maybe drive a loader or, you know, be part of the colonial, colonial Marines in VR, uh, you know, being in a drop ship and experiencing, you know, the drop into like, the, you know, the, the planet yeah. and stuff like that. That'd just be so badass. They could they could make such an epic VR game. And it's interesting because the devs from uh, Cold Iron Studios did actually go and experience the VR location-based experience with aliens, you know, the, the oh. Descent one. Uh, so they have experience in that. Maybe it was just research for the game. Maybe it was but to tip their hat towards VR. Who knows? I saw but. someone in the chat also saying uh, Alien Recruit. I don't know if that was a reference to another like... Halo uh, Recruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what thing I was just going to say here is, and an spoiler alert, just give me 30 seconds. From Other Suns late in the game, you encounter an alien. And if the same kind of experience that Mike and I have had in that is terrifying if they pick up those elements they really actually could do an alien isolation uh multiplayer game that was solid i wonder if the studio has enough net code experience to make that worthwhile uh and actually function mm -hmm. because what i what what i don't want is a game that doesn't have a single single player spine that doesn't get enough multiplayer traction that kind of falls the same fate i'd say as from other sons because great game great multiplayer surprise and fear and all that kind of stuff baked in there but not enough maybe single player backbone to help sail it forward mm -hmm. and i'd like to see them address that if they're going down this route talking about like spine and, uh, and backbone was that the game that you were screaming like a little girl there's yeah. been many <laughs> Honestly, the, the screeks, the, the screeches were just amazing. It was so funny. I, and I didn't only, even know what was going on. I thought someone was being murdered in real life. I, I, I literally, it's the only game that I think I've ever recorded myself without face cam. And I was kicking myself afterwards. Yeah. But I was shaking. Like every part of me was shaking. My legs were shaking. You know, when you're like you can't properly stand up. I had no idea this thing was in the game. It drops out of the vents or whatever, and like yeah. it's just like Alien, and they just nail it. And and then you go to the, the <laughs> kind of place where all the pods and stuff are. Oh, uh, shit. Like I have, it's great. It I threw so a controller, real. and I never do that. I just I was so that scared. The way this the, the way this creature moves in this game is is just it's so real that you're like, okay, maybe I should just you know stop playing now. The the, the smoke effects, everything. It's like I, I'm. I'm just. I, I regret playing this game instantly. But the, the the first, like the first Alien Isolation game, you know, is yeah. based on the first movie, right? Yeah. Um, so I wonder, is the second one going to be based on the second movie? If that's true, then we will see. I think the second movie is in the prison, right? There's like a prison, and they they no, go no, there. That's, or that's the third movie. Oh, that's the um, third. But also, Alien Isolation wasn't based on the first movie. It was just based on the first movie concept of a single alien because Correct. you actually played uh, Sigourney Weaver's daughter. So you play Ripley's oh, yeah, daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like an isolation story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Aliens um, is the one that, like, I, I know that I'm curious actually around here who's, what what film of the Alien series is your favorite? And I'm just oh. going to say Alien, the first one for me, is my favorite, but I know a lot of people like Aliens. 
Aliens, the definitive edition, like the special edition, is my favorite by far. Is yeah, that a director's sure. cut then? Yeah, so in the director's cut, you had like another 10 minutes of, of footage and it included a scene where you they set up some like um, turrets in a hallway that were just like automatic oh, turrets. It was really badass. I've seen that. Uh, but yeah, like I think if, if if these developers were doing their research, and I'm sure they did, you know, the feedback on Reddit, whenever you post about Alien Isolation in VR, it, it blows up. Like everyone loves this game in VR that has tried it. So it would just really make sense. I really keep, I'm keeping my fingers and toes crossed for this. Please, Cold, yeah. Cold Iron Studios. Don't, don't just, don't, just don't keep it as a demo like, you know, Sega did when they were showing it off the yeah. first time. It was just like yeah. an extra kind of cool thing to get people into their booth. But please make it an actual feature. Yeah, because otherwise <laughs> next time we're in San Jose, we're going to visit you. <laughs> That's yeah. what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, there we go. There's just, you know, all, uh, you know, guesses at this time. We don't have any facts about this, but we'll know by next week's show because well, it's going to be creepy. That's one fact. For yeah. sure. <laughs> Even if it's not in VR, it's probably going to be creepy. It's probably yeah, going to be cool. scary anyway. Yeah. But we'll know for sure on the 6th of December. So if you've got any questions you want to ask us in the chat, now is a great time to do it whilst I recap the showtimes. Uh, so just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and Twitch. Tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Check out the audio version on iTunes, SoundCloud and Anchor. And if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel or leave us a review on iTunes because that really helps out. So so we have a daring comment also about Alien, of course. Um, I like Prometheus more than the original Alien. <laughs> I can see that, though, because the new ones have a kind of a pizzazz in their own their own style. And also, what, who's that actor? The real smooth skin kind of, uh, I think he's a German yeah, fan. Um, uh, Michael Fassbender. Fassbender. Yes. He's, I mean, he, he, it's a he different fits. Style of movie. <laughs> it's a different style, I agree. Yeah, he played. He plays uh, the Android very well. The, the original Alien movies are really about like you know like uh, the, the atmosphere and the scariness, and much less about like you know where did they come from and who are they. Then, yeah. well, Prometheus is much more on the it's, you it know where, too much. What, what is the history and like you know it's, it's more like a story, right? Yeah. Well, wait, what, I, what about you two guys? We didn't hear from you. What what's your favorite Alien series film? I, I I like the Predator movies in the, in the, the original Predator movie. That was I was a big fan of that. When he did the mishmash of the first ones, I was first really excited, but then I was a little bit. You less mean, you mean Arnold versus the you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get the chopper. Yeah. I, I really, yeah, I really like the first one, um, but that's because the the like there was a person actually playing. The Xenomorph. Well, in the later movies, they became like animated things, and yeah, usually it, it makes it way more scary when it's like an actual person. This guy was like super tall too, so I don't know. Like the first one is. I, I like the great. first Alien versus Predator game. I, mm. Alien versus Predator, the game demo on a PC gamer disc was the first game where I ever, <laughs> where I literally, this was not a good idea. Sat in my in my dark house. Parents were out for the day. Brother was away. Whatever. Playing the demo, smoke goes. You're on one of those clanky, uh, overhanging railings. It breaks, falls down. You slide down, and I fell out of my chair in the dark. Scared <laughs> myself shitless. I'm not joking. I've never been more terrified. But AVP <laughs> two in particular was a fantastic multiplayer game, and if they can combine that kind of a thing as well as a VR game, I'd love that too. Love. So I'd be okay. interested to know what 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 alien game franchises you've enjoyed as well. Like Yuzim just obviously mentioned his. What about you guys? Have you got any favorite alien games that you've played? I, I never games. had any. 
No. So, so other than isolation, because I do think isolation was a great game. I loved uh, Alien Three on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever oh, played that. It was a, it was a side scroller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was it was badass. You actually played as Ripley in the prison as well, which was which was really cool. Yeah. Did Did you get into um, like the, the the forklift lander thing, whatever that is, the big mech? Does she get that in Alien? Three. Uh, no, no, you don't. I don't think so. I, think it was something uh, I, else then. I can't remember if I ever completed it, but you do fight the queens and stuff like that, it? which is yeah. which is really badass. So I uh, I do have a challenge here uh, for for Zim or or anyone who's like who loves aliens. Um, go for some, it. Someone is suggesting alien isolation on the PC with virtual desktop on the go. Virtual uh, desktop on the go. Oh, interesting. Oh, you could do that. You could do that for sure. Yeah, because you're just Xbox. using your gamepad. Yeah. 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 That would be interesting. That would make a good video. That and would then also video. hook up your sub pack as well, you know? Yeah. Oh, I always, I, you always go with tactile. And uh, uh, uh. it's like tickling you in the back, like, hey, Zim, hey, I'm here. So, yeah, there's not, I think that that's, that's that. about it. But we, I see a lot of dedication in the chat regarding, you know, uh, alien uh, stuff. So yeah, keep an eye on the Game Awards, I would say. It's a fun show. I, I really enjoy watching it. I mean, mm-hmm. usually it's E3 and that's where it ends, but this is like something extra. And I mean, last year, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but the developer from A Way Out, like he was talking about, was it like microtransactions or, transactions or something? Oh. There's like a whole uh, like thing going on there a where you're like, I'm not doing that, you know, screw yeah. that. So yeah. Uh, We'll see. Maybe they make some jokes about Fallout 76 as well. Maybe some inside jokes we haven't heard yet. We'll see. But right now, game industry is on fire. Yeah, I got one more comment on uh, on Facebook as well from Mohamed Udarbi. He liked Alien 2 for the weapons they used and the sound of the weapons. Also, the Raider sound. Uh, you guys remember that? No. no. The Raider sound? No. 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 Oh, the radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, the bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the location tracker <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't even. I- also worth noting, little Easter egg, if you watch Ready Player One, the scene where um, Parzival and Artemis are in the nightclub, the distracted globe, and they get invaded by the Sixers, uh, Artemis actually pulls out a pulse rifle, which is from Aliens, and uh, she shoots ah. them in the night. Yeah, Very cool. The sound effect is like distinctive. You can't miss it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so I hope you guys and girls enjoyed this episode of the show. Uh, we'll be back, uh, of course, next Saturday. So have a great week in VR until then, and hopefully we'll have the lowdown for sure on this Alien game. Fingers crossed it's in VR. Let's all prayer. Yes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, have a great week, and we'll see you then. So for, bye-bye for now. See you bye-bye. then. See you. Get out of here. Bye-bye.